This is Jeff Cross and welcome to the October 26, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters! Rishi Sunak is the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. His parents were born in India, he attended Oxford and received an MBA from Stanford University. Later he worked in investment banking. And he married a very wealthy woman who was the daughter of an Indian billionaire. There were several debates last night. In the Pennsylvania Senate debate, the Fetterman camp said that the debate folks messed up the transcription, which hurt Fetterman. The debate folks said no. New York Governor Hochul wondered why Republican candidate Zeldin was focusing on crime. I bet they will walk that one back. Let's quote Hillary Clinton. Quote, Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election, and they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing-controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. End quote. Huh, she sounds like Trump. Canada was pretty hard on folks breaking coronavirus rules and those who chose not to get vaccinated. The leader of Alberta province is trying to pardon them and said, quote, I'm deeply sorry for anyone who was inappropriately subjected to discrimination as a result of their vaccine status. I am deeply sorry for any government employee that was fired from their job because of their vaccine status. And I welcome them back if they want to come back, end quote. Moving on. I love data, but I also love perspective. If data is cherry-picked, it can mislead. The third wave is a policy, public policy think tank. They have a study out that says that red states, states controlled by Republicans, have more murders per capita than blue states. They say the worst six uh, voted for Donald Trump. Worse in terms of murder rate. Well, there you have it. Republican policies cause murders. Or do they? I link to a CBS News article that lists the cities with the highest murder rates. They are St. Louis, Missouri, Baltimore, Maryland, Birmingham, Alabama, Detroit, Michigan, Dayton, Ohio, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, New Orleans, Louisiana, Kansas City, Missouri, Memphis, Tennessee, and Cleveland, Ohio. What do they have in common? All cities on the Democratic side, though Dayton, Ohio, was closely divided. What is my point? Not as much as you think, except that data is not wisdom. Used well, it leads to information and knowledge and then wisdom. Used poorly, it leads to a significant percentage of the youth thinking socialism and communism may work. We read a lot about wave election. One refrain I hear about wave elections is they often break late, close to the election. I thought this election should favor Republicans, but might not because the Senate map was more favorable to Democrats, the abortion issue, and I tried to hit a bank shot saying Ukraine would settle with Russia and Democrats would benefit. The Senate map comment is still true. I think the abortion issue ended up hurting Democrats. It makes them seem extreme and kept them from moving a bit towards the center and focusing on bread and butter issues. And Ukraine is not settling. Further, inflation is not subsiding and interest rates are rising. The Biden administration is pissing off Saudi Arabia, while at the same time cozying up a bit to the Iranians. 
If you do the latter, you cannot claim the moral high ground. For the most part, I think the charge of extremist Republican candidates has been found to be an unwarranted charge. Not in all cases, but in most. Pennsylvania Governor candidate Mastriano comes to mind as an extreme candidate. Democrats actively tried to get him nominated, so that, that whole thing is messy. I think election night will be a fun night for Republicans. I'm not sure the numbers will yell wave, but part of that is because of the Senate map and also because the House is already closely divided. Often in a wave election, the losing party starts with a solid majority in the House. I think several races that we do not see as close may turn out to be. New Hampshire Senate and New York Governor, for example. They likely will still go Democrat, but it will be closer than anyone thought a few months ago. Boogeyman DeSantis will crush Christ. Rubio will have an easy, though non-crushing, victory. Ron Johnson in Wisconsin will win. I could go on. The House will be Republican. Real clear politics says Republicans will gain between 12 and 41 seats with an expected average gain of 29. I'll go 20 to 25. In the Senate, Real Clear Politics says it is 48 GOP, 46 Dem with six toss-ups. If you eliminate the toss-ups, they say 40, 53 to 47. The toss-up states are Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Wisconsin, and New Hampshire. I think Wisconsin will definitely go Republican and New Hampshire will go Democrat, though that last one is getting closer. Nevada will go Republican. If the election were a month or more away, I think Oz would win in Pennsylvania. He's climbing. The Pennsylvania Democratic gubernatorial candidate will win by a large margin, so I should probably pick Fetterman. But I think Oz will win. Fetterman has issues due to a stroke, and I read that he looked weak in the debate. That may not be fair, but I think 1% or 2% will move because of that. And he now says he is pro-fracking and never was anti-fracking, but he was anti-fracking. I think that flip-flop will cost him. Not if he had said, I changed my mind, and here is why. The race is tightening in Arizona, but I think that will stay Democrat. So where does that leave us? 51 Republicans and 48 Democrats, which adds up to 99 because we haven't dealt with Georgia. On election night, Republican candidate Walker will have more votes than Democratic candidate Warnock due to the abortion issue and coattails from the governor's race where Kemp will easily beat Stacey Abrams. But if there is not a majority, then they will have a runoff in early December. I hope that runoff election will not be for control of the Senate. I think I will leave Georgia as going to a runoff and not make a prediction. So 51 Republicans, 48 Democrats, and one to be determined. As I was writing this, I saw a new poll out by Politico showing a five-point advantage for Democrats in the generic congressional ballot poll. Either I'm nuts on what I just wrote, or they're biased. You decide. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.